Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And we are finally, finally getting away from the sports section. Hey, I, I, you know, I'm not going to apologize for doing all these sports. It's, it's, we're in the NFL playoffs right now. But uh, f- finally, we are going to talk about Aquaman. We did a little bit of uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse a couple of weeks ago. Brandon from Movies Ruined My Life came on. And uh, i got to be honest, I put up the bat signal a little bit there after I saw Aquaman on opening day. And told uh, a lot of the uh, guys who who are frequenters of this podcast to go see it because I really wanted to get their opinions on it. And uh, only one man answered the call. So shame on the rest of the guys who who are on the podcast who who did not make it out to Aquaman. Shame, 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 I say. And uh, the one man who did is with me right now, uh, Mike Leapock. How's it going, Mike? Uh, It's going all right. All right. Um, Good to have you on. Aquaman. About, at this point of us recording it, January 8th right now, it is a hair under a billion worldwide. Just a hair under a billion. Um, so they have almost quintupled their budget. It is a, this is this is an, an absolute monster that we have on our hands right now. That, I quite frankly, I feel like nobody's really talking about. Um... I mean, it's 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 not a movie that you would say, "Hey, I think this should make a billion dollars because it's that good." Uh, <laughs> I I think it's a a perfectly like just right off the top, I'll let you know that I I like this movie. I came out thinking that that was a lot of fun, but I could not have predicted a billion dollars worth worldwide or like nearly a billion worldwide. And I think it it is it's got to be just based on the fact that it really looks like. Jason Momoa is about to be the guy for a little bit here. What do you think, Mike? I mean, it, it kind of has to, right? Like, the movie brings absolutely nothing new to anything, right? Like, everything it's done has been done a thousand times before. Mm-hmm. It's just they hit some sort of formula, I guess. Like, it's got this weird draw, which doesn't make sense to me. Like... I don't consider Aquaman that popular a character, and the mythos is kind of lame. And I mean, Jason, but Jason Momoa is really tall, so like, okay, I guess, I guess that's that's kind of it. Like, that's the only thing that makes sense, really, is that he's just got such a big draw that that yeah, he you know fills seats. I mean, that end up being slightly damp at the end of the movie. Yeah. I think I think I agree with you in the terms of um, the beats that we get in this movie are are very familiar because it's it's very Greek the way. They, and sorry, we we should say right off the hop here. Spoiler alert! Um, if you haven't seen Aquaman, go see it. Come back, listen to this podcast. But weird because we'll be spoiling the bleep out of this movie. But um, although alternatively, if you've seen any classic hero's tale movie yeah, like it's, written it's, over the last 2,000 years yeah, you've seen Aquaman it's so, so ta-da it's so ridiculously Greek in in the way which they should be because the movie takes place in Atlantis so why the hell not just do but like it's so Greek in the sense that um, anytime Aquaman uh, Jason Momoa uh, Arthur Curry 
goes anywhere. Like he inevitably, it's like, like he go like initially, it's like we got to go get the trident. Well, how do we do that? Well, we got to follow this map. Okay, well this map leads us to this bottle. This bottle tells us to go here. The bottle gives us uh, the location of an island that we got to go to. Okay, we get to the island. Now we got to crack this code. And when once we have cracked this code, we've got to head this other place. And then once we got to go here and we got to defeat this monster in order to get my super trident in order to defeat the bad guy. Like it's 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 so. It reminded me so much of Odysseus uh, trying to get home, right? That it's just like like any time he gets like one notch up the ladder, it's just like oh god, here's another thing, right? That I've yeah, got to yeah. do. Like it's it's <laughs> totally it's it's just it's really Greek in the way they did it. But um, you had expressed some woes about not really bringing anything new to the table, which I disagree with a little bit because I think that like the, the underwater stuff that they did in this movie, I think looks just so gorgeous and just little things like the way like Amber Heard's hair moved and stuff like that, or just anybody's hair moving underwater. Cause you have to think about it. There were teams of people who were like, you know, I just graduated from, you know, graphic school. What am I going to do? I'm going to spend two years working on Amber Heard's hair, underwater yeah. hair, making sure it <laughs> moves right. And, and kudos to the people who, who were in charge of that, the unsung heroes of, of this particular movie. Cause like I, I thought all of the underwater scenes like I thought they were smooth as hell and nothing looked clunky and it, it was it was just a, a lot of really good stuff there. What what was your opinion on on some of the other water stuff? Well, uh, first of all, I don't think hair that moves counts as a new thing. No, I know, I know. It's some of the like some of the underwater stuff. Like I thought a lot of it looked good. A couple little things every once in a while didn't quite click with me. Um, the generally the stuff was pretty solid but a lot of it it just was like other than the hair and a few other things it just kind of looked like they were trying to make it not look underwater other than just the aesthetic like how colorful it was but rarely did it really feel like it was particularly underwater because things like a lot of things in, in especially dc movie stuff falls too slow anyway like you have buildings that like take like you know a full forty five seconds to topple over and stuff like that. So when that happens underwater, it's like, well, you know, it's what we're kind of used to in these kind of movies. Um, but like the one scene that I thought looked really really good, um, and I, I actually think might called this even when I saw the trailer, I was like, that looks cool. Is when they uh, encounter the 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 whatever the trench guys. Yes. And they have to they have the the flare. That they're using to like, you know, navigate around, or basically when they leap off the boat and they're all like stormed by them. That was pretty cool. That was yeah. that was. Good. There's great sequences in this movie. Like, like I don't care who you are. If you thought this movie was like the biggest piece of shit, which a few people did, but you got to give it up for that Sicily sequence, right? Like that had a lot of really good stuff in it. Like when they were like running from rooftops and they they did the thing where like he'd be fighting in the foreground and then they would, you know, zoom past him and go right to Amber Heard, who was, like, running as uh, Queen Mira, and she'd be, like, running across, like, the the rooftops running from the Atlanteans, and then she'd beat a bunch of them up, and then they'd swoop back, and Jason Momoa would still be going at it with, with a bunch of the other guys. Like, that that sequence, I thought, action-wise, was was beautifully shot and, and really the, well The one done. thing that I really enjoyed about that scene, mm-hmm. and I kept on laughing to myself, is, so... Uh, <laughs> Can I take a guess? We had, 
that you loved. uh, I believe that the thing you most loved in that sequence was like the one Atlantean soldier who was like running through buildings, (laughs) like like underneath the Queen Mirror the entire time, just like nailed it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but but for reason. (laughs) So uh, when I when uh, Liz and I were in Italy, Mm -hmm. uh, nothing fucking works there. Yeah, like it's it's absolute like fucking like even as soon as you get off of a French train in onto an Italian train in Italy, like all of a sudden, like, you know, the speakers are all garbled and the door only opens halfway. And it's all it's like the air conditioning doesn't work and it's all sweaty. And some guy's trying to sell you beer at nine in the morning. And it's just like completely different place right across. And like none of the, you know, fucking doors work. And like, so the air conditioning just kind of moans at you. Like, it's just, this, it's nothing works there. And so the one saying that we just kept using the entire time during vacation was fine Italian craftsmanship. <laughs> and so as this guy is running through walls like paper, I was just like, that right there, that's your fine Italian craftsmanship. Yeah. You're like, yep. <laughs> I don't even care if he has a strength suit or not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't even need that. That suit's just doing more damage. <laughs> oh, that's great stuff. So um, what were your overall... What's your overall impression of this film? Because I, I, I'm getting the sense that you're you're probably not as big on as, as big on it as I am in English. Oh God, no, no. I okay. I was like, I like I said, I didn't feel like it brought anything new. It, I it felt like it was trying to do uh, something like something fun and quirky like Thor Ragnarok, but it didn't. But it forgot to bring the character and all the charm that Thor Ragnarok did. Uh, I think Jason Momoa is fine on his own, but I really don't think he's strong enough to carry a movie. Mm. Um, and like, like, but like, I mean, I, he was like close, but near the end of it, I was just like, ugh. like I was just, I was just tired of the character. Like I didn't enjoy him. It might be just because I have no interest in the IP whatsoever, but Fair. like, I just, I like, it wasn't for me and I knew it wasn't for me. Like watching the trailers, I was like, I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this movie. And then I watched it and I was like, yeah, no, that was basically what it was. Like, I can see how people can like it, but it like, I mean, the, the villain brought a fucking grenade launcher on a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I, that sequence, I, I think like we, we can probably talk about the stuff we didn't like before we get into the stuff. Like when I walked into that movie, uh, Lee Pock, I, 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 I went by myself because the wife and the kid were asleep and wife didn't want to go see it or find a babysitter or whatever. So I was like, I'll just go see it myself. I sat down and there were these three dudes to my left who didn't shut the fuck up the entire time in the movie and were cracking jokes about it. like anytime they tried to make do anything fun in the joke, they were giving it this thing, you know, we're going, you know, and like, I just wanted to turn to three guys and go, will you just shut the fuck up? And like, whether you like the movie or not, just shut the fuck up because I want to watch this flick. And then the guy to my right kept it like kept looking at his damn phone the entire movie. And then all of a sudden, right like about five minutes before the flick started, I got like a just a splitting headache. So it was not an optimal scenario for, for <laughs> Aquaman to succeed, and just for me personally, because I'm like I got these guys who won't sh- you know on my le- you know it was a real clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right situation, and then a splitting yeah. headache going the entire time. And then I would say the flat out worst sequence of the entire movie is the opening five minutes. Um, like some of the, some of the Jason Momoa beating up the random thugs was good. Um, but the black Manta stuff 
and I, I did like... And like, when, when he jumps in and he's like, I can't remember what that line is, but it's just so cringeworthy. Uh, when he first goes under the submarine or whatever, and he's like, what "Mind if I permission to come, come aboard, aboard or, or like whatever?" That. Yeah, yeah. That, but that's cheesy comic book stuff. I don't, I don't even have to deal with that. To me, like the moment before that was worse because they were just jamming uh, like exposit, like uh, Black Manta is exposition uh, down everybody's throats, and and it was really bad. Yeah. And his dad did the thing where he was like, "This is your granddaddy's knife," and like, and neither of them were acting well at all. And he was like, "This is your granddaddy's knife." He used it in World War Two or whatever, and you know they called him the Black Manta. And I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ, this is how we're telling this story." I'm like, "This is, this is going to be really, really bad, right? Like, this is, this is going to be awful." And then I, I like it basically from. From that point on, I, I basically pretty much in, enjoyed the flick as as awkwardly cheesy as it was, and s- certain you know certain one-liners didn't stick for me. And as you, I, I completely I completely agree with you that they were kind of going for like the Thor Ragnarok Ragnarok vibe, but didn't quite get there, but got there enough for me that I'm uh, that I was like, eh, okay, whatever. Um, but like that 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 opening five minutes where I'm just like. He's like, this was your granddaddy's knife. And then Aquaman was just like, the, the, you know, the guy's like, help him. And then he's like, no, he did this to himself. I'm going to stand there and let him die. And he did that. He did that. Try to do that in the, like the Chris Nolan, the way the Chris Nolan Batman would do it, where he was like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Except in this one, it was really like, this is, this is less. This one was less forgivable because, like, Jason Momoa was literally staring in the dude's eye and going, like... And it would have been so easy for him to just be like, all right, you've had enough, right? And then yeah. push it over. It was so... When that happened, I was, like, I was ready to just hate the fucking movie the rest of the way. And, and <laughs> they won me back a little bit. I gotta I got say, they... they, they yeah, they they, it, they did win me back. There were a couple other things that just kept pushing me pretty further in the one direction, though. Okay. Where I like that happened, and then and then there's a whole thing with his mom, and then mm-hmm. his mom's like, you know, they get attacked by the uh, by the fish people the who can't, yes, yes, who can't, who need water, and so if you turns out if you break their mask, they just drown, which yeah. is just great. Like punch them in the face one time, and they and they die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, oh, they found me. And it's like, wherever we go, they'll find me. And it's like, you're 45 feet from the ocean! Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> they need the water to live! Yeah. Like, just get on a bus! Yeah. And move 30 kilometers inland! Yeah, that's like, a good point. Yeah, like, I, didn't, I didn't think of that, but that was... trying! Like, you were fucking... Yeah, you're right, that's... Shit's flimsy on that one. Yeah. You just abandon your kid without even trying to move. Like, they, yes, they'll find you if you're you're a stone, literally a stone's throw away from water. Yeah. yeah. Where, by the way, you washed up. So <laughs> she's still in the same town. Like, and it took them that long to. F- How incompetent are they? It took them like what, like a, two years or whatever to like find her, mm. and she was literally like maybe half a kilometer away from where she left mm-hmm. like anyway so that i was like oh come on yeah that yeah. And every single time um an atlantean opens their mouth i feel like i was watching uh brooklyn 99 and terry jeffers is talking about the uh the, whatever there's the skyfire saga mm-hmm. those like the game of thrones kind of spoof books yeah books that they in there 
and it's just like this ridiculous like you know fantasy talk and i was just like oh mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i'm talking about their fucking legends and all this stuff and i was like i don't care <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah um i did kind of like uh the nicole like the the nicole kidman stuff right at the beginning of the movie with with uh, her and uh tamara morrison um so i that... did like I like you know how strong it was, but that mm-hmm. that fucking like oh no, I'm 20 feet from land. Yeah, and they found me. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like how, how did they ever accomplish this? Like, yeah, yeah, you got you got a point there. I didn't I didn't really think that much of it because like there it was really a, an exposition scene, right? That was just like, and it was the only part of the movie that was narrated, right? Which again made me real shaky that this was gonna be a that we were in for a long journey and. uh yeah, it was, it was, uh, like, I liked the Nicole Kidman stuff, the stuff with her, actu- like, the actual fight sequences with, with her using the trident, and just, like, like, one of my favorite parts of the movie is when the one guy just kind of does, like, a, ha-ha, surprise move, and then jumps, and Nicole Kidman just javelins this guy to the wall with his yeah. other friggin' trident, and I was like, oh, shit, right? Like, yeah, that, like, yeah. As, as the fight scene started, I was like, you know what, yeah, okay, this yeah, is... Yeah, here we go, this is good yeah. stuff, yeah. And the women got a good, a really good rub in this movie, because at certain points, I was like, the way they the, the way they gave Queen Mera her, like, water-moving powers, I was just like, why does Amber Heard need Arthur Curry at all? <laughs> like, yeah, she can move water. You know they all live in water, exactly, right? Exactly, <laughs> right? Like, they all live in water, and she can apparently move it. Why is she not queen of the seas, right? Like, So, there, yeah, there is, there is that bit. But, uh, again, it's, it's you know, the weird hero's journey and stuff. And I didn't feel like... I, I didn't feel like Amber Heard as, as Queen Mira was the, like, you know, female who was just there to make sure that the man succeeds in that movie. Cause like I, she got to do her own shit in this film and, she, and she did do her own shit, but she yeah. still like, she definitely was that, you yeah. know, there so that the man succeeds. Cause that's what the whole movie ended up being is yeah, that he kinda. literally, he has no, you know, kingly qualities whatsoever mm-hmm. simply from being tall and being a guy and mm-hmm. being born first. Like yeah. those are all of his qualities. Uh, when you like the other guy, other than the fact that he wanted to destroy the world, is kind of a much more appropriate king. Patrick but, Wilson, yeah, who was yeah. good in this movie. But no, it turns out Jason Momoa wins because literally because he has a bigger stick. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It did get very phallic at the end there. <laughs> like, yeah. I got to get the bigger stick. Yeah. But and like, like his mom, who's the much more like capable character, basically in the entire movie. Yeah. Like, you know, she fails against the big monster, but he succeeds because you know he's a dude. And then, so well, he, it was more like he had the ability to talk to you, talk to the the animals, which yeah, you know, which helped is a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess that helped. <laughs> Julie, Julie Andrews was doing the voice of the of the Kraken thing too. Really? Yeah, that was Julie Andrews. I I did not realize that until I I read it after the fact, and that it like total mind blower, complete mind blower. Did not know that that was. Uh, that that was her at the end of the movie there and uh yeah it was uh yeah just a complete mind blower on that one uh, um yeah nicole kid nicole kidman was a lot of fun in this movie when when she showed back up at the end i was kind of like oh that's kind of like I, I didn't think she'd be back because 
you know, didn't feel like you needed it. But when it happened, I was like, well, this is fun. And it was, it was well, very... as soon as they said that they banished her to the trench, I was like, oh, True. well, I guess we're going to go into the trench and then oh, go yeah. find her. But well, sure. we definitely <laughs> had to go to the trench because we went to the all, all the other seven places. And the trench is like the coolest part of, of the, or at least the most, uh, kind of the most interesting because it's got all of the sea demons down there. So I'm like, we're going to go to the trench, right? And then when we did, I was like, this is fun. Um... It's kind of like, you know, you're waiting to go to the trench and you're like, yeah. you know, when are we going to get to the fireworks factory? Yeah, Stop it. talking about your legends and boring <laughs> politics. Yes. Um, God, I, I mean, it's it's like it's it's really is a movie of sequences. Like we just kind of go from like a little bit from set piece to set piece. It was very comic booky in the sense that um, Patrick Wilson like when he had the sub attack that meeting with uh with Dolph Lundgren as as King Nearest, right? I was just like, this is a setup. He's setting him up to try to get his army and then when he's talking to Black Manta and he's like he's like, I you know, I, that sub was barely in working condition and I'm like, God, that was so obvious, right? But that's like a comic book thing, right? Of of they're they're totally running the drag. That and the hero isn't completely incompetent. It's the true. fact that he comes in yeah. He fights, oh, there's something else i got to bring up after this. Okay, so he comes in, he fights, you know, the crime, and he doesn't capture the villain. He just lets them drown a little bit, saves some guys, mm-hmm. but doesn't actually succeed in thwarting the villain at all. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm watching this movie, and the opening sequence is, there's, you know, the opening, we all see the opening sequence. And I'm thinking, all right, so Justice League is sitting around, Batman's like, all right, I'm going to go mm-hmm. fight all the crime in Gotham. And there's a ton of crime there. You know, there's street crime and organized crime and stuff like that. And Superman's got, you know, Metropolis, all sorts of stuff there. And, you know, they're going to team up against all these, like, guys on the land. And it's like, Aquaman's like, what do I get? And you're like, Aquaman, you get submarine crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get to fight all the crime under the sea. Mm. You're going to get all the all those submarine pirates. It's a real problem. Mm. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, just the... The, the sheer ridiculousness of the opening sequence of a submarine being attacked and then Aquaman showing up to to fight the like to save the day. I was like, all right, this is what kind of movie it's gonna be. He fights underwater crime. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Now it didn't quite it wasn't quite that, right? It was it was more of a Greek fable as we suggested. But like you basically pointed out and, and you've said a couple times on this podcast that you're not as big a fan or as familiar with the, the actual Aquaman IP as I yeah. am. So I'll just give you like a kind of a, a quick Cole's notes or as, as best as I can. Um Aquaman obviously was a joke for the longest time. Like because when a lot of people think of Aquaman, you know, it's the the old Super Friends Aquaman, right? Where it's like the and then he's just like <laughs> it's basically like if the crime happens to be having like if if the crime happens to be happening near water, yeah, we'll call Aquaman. Other than that, he's useless and he or, or on the water. On the water would be great. Yeah, Underwater it, is even better. Yeah, it has to be water crime. water adjacent though. Basically, <laughs> is the point, right? So yeah. like basically, you get ten feet onto land, and and Arthur Curry and the old Super Friends is like, all right, Batman, you got this one, right? And <laughs> and you know and like. Aquaman would be like riding seahorses and stuff, which they did in this movie, and it was fucking awesome, by the way. When 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 uh, Jason Momoa got to ride the seahorse, and uh, yeah, just the old Aquaman that was that was really corny. And then um, early two thousands, the early aughts of this uh, series, when uh, or of this century, when uh, 
DC was kind of relaunching a lot of their stuff. Um, Jeff Johns was a guy who was in charge of a lot of what went on, and he basically spent a good decade in the early aughts, uh, up into about 2012, I would say-ish, uh, turning Aquaman into a badass. Like that, that was basically his thing where he was, he, he was like, all right, here we go. We're, we're going to throw all this, all this old super friends crap with the, with the kind of like, we're going to keep the orange and green, which when he showed up in the orange and green at the end, by the way, I was like, I was a total like, ah, fanboy <laughs> moment, right? Like, like there it is. Woo. And, uh, you know, an Aquaman could, you know, just do certain things and he was at war with the land and stuff. And, and he was trying to fight between both and. The Atlanteans, they, you know, he wrote them a much better story where they're like, well, let's go up there and fuck shit up, right? Like, why do we got to stay down here as, like, you're, as, as you know, you, you seem to be upset with where it's like, well, upset's not the right word, but you know, you know what I'm saying, where it's, it's, yeah. it's just, why does it have to always be underwater for Aquaman sort of yeah. a thing, right? And, you know, in Justice League, which, while not being a great film, uh, he was still one of the more fun parts of it, uh, and, you know, he got to fight on land in that one. And, and it's just, they gave Aquaman, he just, Jeff Johns just basically made Aquaman, made it so you could take him seriously a little bit, right? As opposed to just being the, like, Justice League, or uh, Super Friends, like, kind of joke guy that everybody had. Like, going back to, like, that old, old South Park episode, right? Where they, they did the, like, Super Best Friends, and it was, like, all the religious characters were doing the Super Friends, and they had the one guy who was named Seaman, and they kept going... Oh, you know, why don't you go near the water, Seaman? And stuff like that. Be like, Seaman, right? And, and like, that, that was Aquaman. Like, he was the butt of those jokes. And, like, I don't know. Now, I, I think this was a bit more, this was a little bit better showing of the, like, here are the seven kingdoms. Here we got to see the trench. We got to see a really good, um, uh, Patrick Wilson turn in a very good performance, I thought, as, as Orm. Orm put on his, like, stupid helmet at the end which i was like hey there we go that's cool right where he's like got the fish face helmet and uh with, with the red eyes which was which i thought was cool like his actual ocean master helmet right and, yeah. uh you know and they worked in black mana in there and the black mana stuff pretty basically anything after that that opening sequence on the submarine which man that's going to be a point of contention for me when i rewatch this movie i think but like when he put on the big ass stupid helmet and, you know, they had the sequence where they show him putting it together, and he goes like, whoa, I'm going to need a bigger helmet. And then when he jumps and he shows up and he's got the big, like, stupid-ass helmet on, but he's still, like, you know, pulling knives and stuff out of it and shooting stuff at Aquaman. And I was just like, this is fun. This is fun, what's happening right here. I mean, like, it's fucking Black Mana, who I think has always been kind of a fun character because it's like, you know, I don't know. It's just something I like about the underwater assassin guy. It's it's, it's just something it is, cool. Yeah, it's the, like the idea behind ninja, him, right? The idea behind him being, you know, underwater assassin is cool. Yeah. I mean, and his suit, I don't know. Like, well, that helmet. totally <laughs> top comic book jokey. That's, yeah, yeah you're exactly. Either, that, yeah, right? that, you're either on board just, or you're not, right? Yeah. Give the suit because it's, I mean, it looks fucking retarded, but oh, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's clearly, like, um, like a good showing of what the comic book is, mm-hmm. of what it is in the comic book, and I would much rather it kind of look dorky, yeah. but be a good representation of the comic, even if I'm not a fan of the comic, then they try to make it more mass appeal and more slick or something. Yeah. Because other, if they try to do it with the, like if they try to do it with like a smaller helmet with like bigger eyes, and it's just gonna look like a bug and mm-hmm. or something like that. It's and it's gonna look, then nobody's gonna like it. 
Um, and so I was like, this looks dorky, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. that that's, that's fine. This is, I, I have no problem with this whatsoever. Like the fact that he's got this giant helmet that's just massive. And it looks like something out of Spaceballs that yeah. shoots lasers, shoots you know lasers out of his face. So whatever, and it's blowing up Sicily, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm it, okay with it that. was very dark helmety. It it always kind of has been, but like that'd be the move. Like when you do those parody videos, is you sync up like you sync up Aquaman or uh, Black Manta's voice with uh, what's it, uh, Rick Moranis going like "Fooled uh, you" and stuff <laughs> like that, right? Uh, yeah, that'd be the parody video that you that you put on YouTube. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just, you know, see, seeing some of that stuff, seeing, seeing, cause like, I've always liked Aquaman and you kind of have to defend when you like Aquaman. Cause like he really is super cheese ball and corny and it's just like, Oh, uh, and he, gets, he gets shit on a lot and he gets so. dumped on a, a fair amount and, and rightfully so. Cause the, the stuff in the, in the sixties and the seventies was, was just unconscionably bad, but, uh, you know, you, you, seeing him fight friggin' King Orm and stuff and the big, like, battle underwater at the end when they were going after the crab people. <laughs> crab. <laughs> Second South Park reference of this. <laughs> of this. But, yeah, when they were fighting the crab people who were voiced by the dude from, uh... Oh, God. What was his name? Uh... I'm pretty sure it was the dude from... He, he played the dwarf in, uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh. Um, yeah, the guy does Grim Gimli. Yeah, the guy um, played Gimli, I believe, is the voice of... Uh, I, th- I thought I read that somewhere. Perhaps also does Treebeard and is in Indiana Jones and all that stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I hope I was not wrong on that, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was him doing the voice of the crab guy who was like, they'll never take our freedom or something like that. He was basically <laughs> doing... He's basically just shouting Braveheart adjacent lines <laughs> about like his crab men where he's like, give them hell, man! They'll know they were in a fight and stuff like that. <laughs> I just... Oh, uh, no, because then they have no... <laughs> they get home and they'll be at you they know they'll have crabs exactly right yeah it's just like oh god this is so much fun i love everything that's happening right oh man um yeah i really i really like the end so so what was the, some of the stuff that you liked you've, you've been bagging on it a lot what did you what did you like about, about this film like i said I, I like that one shot when it you know they went around it's overall it was like you know it was Kind of, and like, okay, I didn't like the movie, but I enjoyed not liking it. Fair. Because it was not one of those movies where I just felt like I was in pain watching because it was so dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I, by the way, I looked it up. John Reese davies is the guy's name, and he did voice the Brine King. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get to the stuff like that, and it's like, God, his name was the Brine King? Well, like, oh. that's straight from the comics, though. You can't, you can't fault the moviegoers. They're, know, they're taking that from the headlines, man. Aquaman's yeah. mother's name is Atlanta, and I'm like, oh, why is his mother named after a Delta hub? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta's hot right Robert. now. Atlanta's hot right now, though. They got the TV show. I mean, it would have been great if the Falcons <laughs> won the Super Bowl, but... Uh, yeah, Delta yeah. hub, Coca-Cola factory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> And then the Coca-Cola Factory Museum. And, like, the fact that they found the kingdom of the deserters in the desert. Yeah. There's, oh, there's wow. so many things like that where I was like, ah, this sucks. But it was enjoyable to, mm-hmm. to like, dislike because it was that kind of, like, that kind of dumb movie. Where I yeah, was just, the, desert, right. the desert thing I was fine with because, again, that's just, like, 
that's just dumb comic book stuff, right? Because it's like, well, where would the people, where would the people who are banished from the underwater have to go to the place where there's not water for thousands of miles, right? Like <laughs> the desert, and and like I like, I mean, I would really like to bag on the the writers for doing something so obvious, but it's just that's just dumb comic book stuff, right? Like I can't, I I don't know, I can't bag on them for that sort of a thing. That's yeah. to me, that's one of those things where it's like, that's how it's gotta be, right? Like. It's like, where are they going to go? They're the underwater people. Well, they're not going to space, right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, they're not going to go to some place with just slightly, you know, less water. Not <laughs> I guess, most yeah. stereotypically bad no. place to go. They're not going to go start a fish plantation on the moon like in Futurama, right? Like, that's, that's <laughs> not, not going to be a move that happens. Well, why not? It makes as much sense <laughs> as the rest of the fucking movie. <laughs> I do like armies of sharks. That's always fun. Yeah, and just yeah, that was a good thing when they had the nice C- like even though it's CGI characters fighting CGI characters, it it was like, you know, seeing people punch sharks is always fun. Right? Like that was the thing that everybody got pissed off about the Meg was that Jason Statham didn't actually punch like a shark in that movie, right? Which <laughs> everybody was kind of that's what everybody kind of signed up for, right? It was just yeah. like wait, <laughs> he's supposed to punch a shark at some point, right? Oh man. <laughs> did actually a pretty solid job. I thought he was actually, like, he did a, a really good job in that movie. Sorry, and who, who was that? Patrick Wilson uh, yes. doing, um, yeah. Well, he, uh, was, he turned in easily the best performance of this movie. It's really not even close. Yeah, and I was I was looking forward to Willem Dafoe because I love Willem Dafoe, but I just kind of felt like he was just kind of phoned it in a little bit. What? Like, he I, did, I, but he did okay, but I yeah. wasn't as much... Like he, he did well, but did not do as well as I was hoping for because it's Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I, th- I th- yeah, you, you got the bar high on on Willem Dafoe, which which I agree with. I, I don't want, phoned it in. I think is a bit harsh, but you're right. He was definitely like he he wasn't giving us the full Dafoe. That said, I mean, it, it was kind of a reserved character, right? Like he wasn't like there there weren't a lot of opportunities for him to kind of. Yeah, I think it wasn't his fault. So yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say phoned it in. It's it. I think it was he just wasn't. He was basically given one direction to yeah. act like. He had like two things he was told to emote. Yeah, and he did that, and then that was, was fine. Yeah, he was the he was the stepdad, right? When you when you get Willem Dafoe, you expect him to be like the crazy guy who's unhinged, and at any moment he he's the bomb under the chair usually, right? Willem Dafoe, and he's got to go off at some point, and that just wasn't the character he had in this movie, and and he he was he was good. Jason Momoa, I I, I liked in this movie. I think I like he definitely showed that he's got some star some real star potential. I just hope he doesn't. It really seems like he's positioning himself to be the next Rock, the uh, the one where you can just like put his name on a poster and it's automatically going to guarantee you like 300 million overseas and then whatever domestic. Um, hopefully he doesn't put out as many movies as The Rock has done over the past like seven years because The Rock like there's definitely some Rock fatigue as I think as far as the movies go because the, the Rock's last two you know popcorn action movies have bombed and bombed spectacularly um and if you check the rocks imdb he has he shows no signs of slowing down so i don't know i don't know how that's going to go in in the future like my advice to him would be to have been to chill out for a little bit but uh what are you gonna do that's a whole other podcast um yeah willem defoe was fun amber heard i thought was excellent in this movie i really did um she she worked well with with a lot and she didn't have to uh talking some stupid underwater bubble like they did in Justice League. I don't know what that was. That was weird. Um, I, I like that she was one of those characters where it's like, 
I don't know. I feel like the female characters, uh, especially, I, I feel like her character especially, knew where she was in this ridiculously idiotic situation she was in being in this movie. Yeah. Not the actress. The actual character was like, this is right. fucking stupid. Yeah, Queen But Mara. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm going to do? I'm just going to get this done. Yeah. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to do what I can to drag him along to, you know, point him in the right direction to save his ass every time he tries to get himself killed, which is over and over again. And when he screws up the plan, go and fix it and move everything else and then push him exactly where he needs to be so that he can do his man thing and then pick up his big stick and then take over and be a king. And, you know, she's probably like, I'm going to have to marry this idiot, aren't I? (laughs) Oh, I'm going to do all the work. All right. Uh, yeah, little, little bit. Of, some of that stuff does bring true. It's it's not as uh, it's it's not as disgustingly obvious to me in this film as some of the other ones because they actually let you know Amber Heard kind of you know run shit for a little bit there. And in, in, yeah, in exactly. The film, like right? that's the thing is that she she basically is the fucking glue that holds their whole team of two together. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> like she's she's really the one. Like I gotta do all this myself, you know, sort of a thing, yeah. right? And it just wasn't. Good. And there right. weren't any of the situations where she was like, ah, and then like like waited for Jason Momoa to come save her. Like she got to do her own shit in this film, yes. right? Yeah. I don't think she fainted once. Yeah. There not, yeah. There was none of that <laughs> old god awful not type of writing going on in this film. Yeah. Uh, Dolph Lundgren, I'm, I'm well, just awesome. I'm just never not gonna love Dolph Lundgren. That's just the way it is for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's just gonna show up on screen and do yeah. whatever, and, and do his king, his uh, Dolph Lundgren thing. Yeah, if you if you're looking for someone to rag on the performance of Dolph Lundgren in Aquaman, you find yourself another fucking podcast, sir or madam, <laughs> because that's not gonna happen here. Um, the guy who played Black Man, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his name, like, um, or maybe I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen, I think. Abdul Mateen. Um, uh, little, uh, little over the top for me. In, uh, in now he's playing fucking Black Mana, so <laughs> like, maybe I should be okay with that. But uh, yeah, he was, he was a touch. Uh, he was a touch over the top. Now that said, they gave him some truly awful dialogue. I think I think he was the victim. He was the dialogue victim in this movie, right? Like I don't think we should question his acting chops based purely on this film, just because. As much as I love seeing Black Mana on screen, I think the dialogue they gave him was fucking blue in this movie because it was a lot of just like. It was all. It was so so cliche. Yeah, it was so. Everything. Like, all of his lines, like it's all like. You know, here's your money, and he's like, you know, me at killing Aquaman is payment enough. It's like, oh, yeah, true, yeah. He's like, you keep it killing Aquaman, and then when he just did the thing, was like, call me Black Manta and stuff like that, right? It was all yeah. cliche always, comic. He always lies. leaves his money wherever they just drop it on the ground. Yeah, and stuff, shit, and yeah, it, it, all all of his lines were very very much grown. Yeah, like, just I was, ripped I was, from the headlines of lame comic book dialogue, right? Yeah, it's just. That stuff worked for me less than like, like stuff like that works for me less. Like I'm I'm less forgiving for that in terms of like the comic book stuff because I th- I think the dialogue you can punch it up a little bit as opposed to like should we put Black Manta in the giant helmet and I'd be standing there going yes absolutely we should put man like him in the giant helmet. Hey, wait, can he talk while he's in the helmet? He's like yeah. no, better. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> oh man, and I did love the like random cuts to Randall Park who was like. Uh, 
trying to be like the Atlantean truther, right? Like just when they would randomly cut to the news footage and then like Randall Park's like, Atlanta exists, open your eyes, people! And stuff like that. <laughs> just like, he was playing Stephen Shin, right? Who, who, uh, who's actually Aquaman's friend in, in the comic books. But in this one, it really seemed like he was trying to improve the, uh, like, he was trying to prove that Atlanteans existed or whatever. I don't know. Right, right, yeah. That was a yeah. little strange for me, but uh, that was bad. Yeah, that was whatever. That's, yeah, like, who, it's like little things thrown in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they uh, threw back all of our garbage. <laughs> 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 and they got this a little is... shot of Newfoundland in that. So New Newfoundland got a little little shout out in the Aquaman movie. I was pretty uh, pretty excited about that. I was wondering if they shot any of the any of the scenes up up on the east coast, but uh, it looked like a lot of Maine shots for uh, for some of the, like the lighthouse stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really like the stuff. Like, uh, I mean, I th- as far as the humor, I mean, we've we've mentioned a couple of times that they didn't quite nail it in the vein of like Thor Ragnarok, but you know, there was some fun stuff in there. I, I I did like the sequence when they were in the bar and the big like biker dudes came up to him and they were like, you know, you're the fish guy, right, or fish boy, right? And then he goes like fish man, and then he's like, I just got one question for you, and he pulls out like the the cell phone with the pink uh, otter box on it, and he's like, yeah. can we get a selfie? <laughs> and I was just like, okay, that's kind of fun. And they were just like standing there pounding brewskis and like taking selfies, all these like giant dudes. And I'm like, yeah. this, this is kind of fun, like that st- stuff, like that hit. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things that yeah. that like like you said were kind of fun, mm-hmm. and it was like it was there, but. A lot of those didn't really land with me, and it, it felt like, mm-hmm. like not like someone was writing a joke, but someone was like, "People will find this funny, right?" Yeah, little but bit. like not actually I laughing can't. at their own joke. Whereas there's stuff like in Thor Ragnarok, like there was nothing that could even come close to when fucking that rock guy comes in and goes, "Piss off, ghost!" and oh, just like kicks God, the wall. Yeah, yeah. That was Ta- fucking hilarious. Yeah, Taika Waititi <laughs> just randomly the line read on that of "Piss off, ghost!" <laughs> so yeah, that's. And then, like, brilliant. the Hulk, like, you know, coming out of nowhere where they're, like, they, they're, you know, their plan has succeeded, and then he goes to fight, like, the fucking... Fenris, uh, yeah, the giant, the Fenris, the giant wolf, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not the wolf, the giant demon at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry, oh, yeah. Sartour, the Hulk is yeah. like, and he punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah, Sartor, and they're like, no, Hulk, what are you doing? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, like, it, yeah, I think it, I think in, in terms of that, it was obviously it pales in comparison to the to the stuff they got done in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, um, really upset that they didn't do a, something a little bit more clever with the uh, um uh, their little like stat sheets before they go into the the gladiator duel. Yeah, that, and that was that was a thing that I liked that, but we didn't get a. That was like the only whiff of that type of humor that we got the entire film, right? Yeah, it it was, it was, and there wasn't like I just feel like they could have, I don't know, like I think they went with their first, like the first instinct, which is you have nothing in the positives for, uh, you know, for yeah. Aquaman, and you have a bunch of negatives, and you have nothing in the negatives for. For Orm, and then you have a bunch of positives, mm-hmm. and then, but they could have like it, I think it would have been so much more funny if they added in like one positive for 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 uh, yeah, if it said like Aquaman. nice hair or something like I, that. I was gonna say tall, yeah, like, <laughs> or just something, yeah, like, and tall, and then the other guy one negative, and maybe he'd be like works too hard or something like that, like something. Yeah, one of those backhanded, one of those, yeah, one of those things you say in a job interview where you're yeah. like, yeah, you know, I I tend to work a little bit too hard, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. People say I'm loyal. Like. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Like something like that. Like it it was just like so many of the the jokes like that seem just very very safe. Mm -hmm. And 
like some of them landed and some of them didn't and it was not a positive um you know ratio for me yeah. where i was just like, ah this is kind of like thor ragnarok except without piss off ghost <laughs> yeah it's 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 really like i i think i agree with you in the sense that like i i think the biggest inconsistency they had was the tone in terms of just the humor though like i i like i overall it wasn't like it wasn't like Batman Superman where it was just like all over the place and, and none of why Lex Luthor is doing anything in that film makes sense. Like they, they never really give us a reason why why Lex wanted to do anything in that movie. Yes. It just it yeah, was just yeah. all just like random that, stuff. That movie was an absolute fucking gong show. Yeah, like uh, we, we get what's going on in this film, right? Yes. Just in terms of the plot line. As as easy and kind of paint by numbers as it was, you at least get that it's like here are the two brothers, and the one brother was overlooked. Uh, has been kind of overlooked his entire life because he's not the firstborn son. And, and even though he's like technically a quote unquote pure blood or whatever, and then yeah, he's I the half breed. Like we we get all that. It makes sense. You get the character's motivation exactly. And, like it it, it flows yeah. really nicely because to quote a Disney song, it's a tale as old as time. Yeah, like it it's it flows because it is this old classic Greek horror story, like horror story hero hero, hero story. story. Yeah. Um because, you know, that's it's they, they just follow that and that that's what makes it work. Uh that there's no such underlying skeletal structure to Batman versus Superman. No. It's like it's like you took an actual like, you know, skeleton and then just smashed it into a bunch of little bits and then was like, here's your structure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Zack Snyder basically took all of the... He's like, here's all the real cool comic book moments that have happened between Batman and Superman over the last 20 years. And he just did, like... He's like he basically Cram it into he's this like one eight hour movie. Yeah, he's like, oh, here's the really here's the really cool moment from the Dark Knight Returns. Rip out those three pages, throw them on the floor. Here's a really good moment from <laughs> Death of Superman. Rip these throw those three pages, throw them on the floor. Oh, here's the Long Halloween. Rip those three pages, throw them on the floor. There's my movie, and it's like that works, right? You know, and it, it they tried to do like a greatest hits moment of all the comic of all the comic book like moments between Batman and Superman, and it just. It, it just had, like, no flow whatsoever. Which brings me to my, my point, uh, or bring me to a point I wanted to bring up, is, um, like, overall, I think, I think if, if you watch this movie and you thought it was terrible, but you couldn't find at least a couple of, although this really goes for any movie, right? If, if you watch any movie and you can't find at least, like, two things you liked about it, you're probably just a miserable fucking person, right? <laughs> and it, it seemed to me on the internet that most of the people that were bagging on this movie, cause I walked out of this movie going like, that was a lot of fun. I mean, it's not like the best movie I've ever seen in my life by any stretch of the goddamn imagination. Right. And it was definitely like a paint by numbers, Greek fable. But I was like, if you can't walk out of that movie going, I had fun, you know, I, I just, I think you're a miserable person. And it seemed like to me, like the people who were basically bagging on the movie, were basically fell into two categories for me, at least in terms of the Twitter buzz I got. And one was obviously the snooty critics who just want this like era of comic book movies to just fucking come to an end. Right. Like they just, they hate having to review all of these, like, (laughs) like every, every two months, basically having to review another superhero movie that they're like, I don't care. They're all the same. Right. Like, you know, and the other one was like, uh, what I refer to or is collectively referred to on the internet kind of uh, as the Snyder stands. Which are the guys who the the guys and the ladies of the internet who just for whatever reason have this weird 
inexplicable to me cult like following for Zack Snyder. Like they have the they have like you know if you go to their their profile on whatever social media platform they have like hashtag release the Snyder cut in in uh in their profile which is like this this non-existent thing like like they want the Snyder cut of Batman Superman and Justice League because they feel like those movies were torn away from this great storyteller Zach, that is Zack Snyder oh yeah it's weird there are it's, people like this oh, oh absolutely but like the the that, you just made me sad oh I know it's terrible <laughs> but like the people who have the release hashtag release the Snyder cut are like they're the hashtag make america great again of comic book twitter i think yeah. right where it's like yeah that that's what that sounds like yeah when you have that released hashtag release the snyder cut in your profile it, it says something about you in the way hashtag maga says something about you as as a, as a person right and uh uh yeah that's that's it and it's but it, it seems to me the p- only people who were like truly bagging on it were the snyder stands and just the snooty critics who just want the fucking comic book movies to end they're just like this is gonna go the way of the western right we're never gonna have to see these again for 30 years and it's kind of like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> these are a lot of fun popcorn movies that we got going right yeah and they keep making more money <laughs> yeah billion dollars for this movie worldwide this is already made more money than uh infinity war which is ridiculous which is ridiculous because infinity war, war is a much better movie. yeah that, vastly superior but i mean not really comparable in terms of this is an Aquaman origin story. The Infinity War was the, you know, culmination of 19 movies prior, so they were they were able to just fucking hit home runs every time they were up to up to bat, right? In Infinity War, it's like Infinity War. Every scene, they were just like, why not just hit a grand slam this scene, right? Because we can. Yeah. <laughs> We've been building to it for a decade, right? But yeah. whereas Aquaman is like a movie where James Wan is trying to help pick up the shattered pieces of this shitty DC universe that they've created for themselves because they built it on the house of shit that was Man of Steel and then attempted to put like like it's very much like uh uh what was the scene in uh fucking Holy Grail where the guy's like you know I built my castle like they told me I couldn't build it on a <laughs> castle on a swamp and it sank and yeah, I it again and that sank and yeah. I the third one it burnt down, fell over, then sank into the swamp. Yeah. The swamp stayed up. Yeah, it's like that, where it's like, it's like that, basically, where it's like, we tried to build, the DC guys are like, we tried to build it on Man of Steel, and it sunk. But then we tried to build it on Batman Superman, and it sunk. But then we tried to build it on Justice League, and it sunk. And then we finally gave, you know, Wonder Woman and Aquaman their individual films, and we had a lot of success, right? And it was just like... Uh, yeah, yeah I, I I think you can actually add in the uh, and then we we tried Batman vs Superman it burnt down fell over then sank into the swamp exactly right it was, <laughs> oh man like so I mean it's it's just really strange I mean Shazam's coming out Shazam's the next movie in the DCEU Shazam's one of my all time favorite characters I really hope it reaches out the previews make it look like big. Like like the Tom Hanks movie Big, but with a superhero was exactly the fucking tone they should have for that movie. Yeah. Um, that movie, I don't know the IP well for that at all, but that movie looks fucking ridiculous, and I'm uh, I'm actually on board for that. I was like, this yeah. is stupid and strange, and I'm on board. <laughs> well, basically, what happens like the 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 IP for Shazam is there's this old wizard who thousands of years ago gave uh, a character who's known as Black Adam the original powers of Shazam and he was like a he he runs this like fictional uh country in the DC universe called Kondar and the guy was like he's like here's my perfect 
a guy to be a superhero and, you know, called him, you know, gave him the powers of, of Shazam where, you know, uh, basically you say a word and it, it gives you like all sorts of magic, uh, Superman adjacent type powers. Is that word Shazam? Well, Shazam, uh, like Shazam is an acronym for, um, all of the Greek heroes who's the powers that you get when you say the word. So, uh, oh, okay. so, uh, what is it? So like the H is Hercules. The A is Achilles. The other A is Apollo. Z is Zeus. M is, uh, who the hell was M? Anyway, uh, but like, um, and the S and the M also have, uh, oh, uh, S was Solomon, Solomon. Like you get the wisdom of Solomon. Right. And, uh, okay. I want to say M is Mercury, but I think that's wrong. I feel like that's uh Roman. Um, anyway, uh, so, you know, the guy he gave the powers to basically abused it, so he banished him to the end to the edge of the universe and uh then years later was like, "What if I gave the powers to this innocent kid who is, you know, becomes Billy Batson?" I'll, they're like, "I'll try he's like, "I'll try giving the powers to a kid because in his mind he thought the innocence of a child would be better for for giving these godlike powers to because they would want to automatically do good with them, right?" And uh, so that's the that's the the instance for Billy Batson says Shazam and he turns into Captain Marvel or Shazam whatever the hell you want to call him, and uh, that allow you know that and he basically has Superman powers plus magic plus you know some limited use of magic and stuff and but he's you know basically if Superman had the mind of a ten year old is kind of the uh, kind of the thing there which is how you get a superhero movie that should feel like big. That's their next one up in this DCEU. I really hope that one works. I'm very interested to see how the DCEU shapes out, because I'm not exactly certain if they have anything planned after. I'm not sure what the next movie up after... Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. They get the Shazam's up, and then, of course, Wonder Woman, the, the Wonder Woman sequel is coming out. So that'll be all right. Um, right now. That'll be all right, but then after that, after the after the Wonder Woman movie, it's like like according to the DCEU's Wikipedia, it's like the Flash movie that's been in turmoil for the last three years, and the Batman movie, which same thing, it's been in turmoil. The Matt Reeves Batman, which I don't even think has a script yet, and they've been talking about it for the longest time. Although I thought I read that they're supposed to start filming, but not till like November or some shit. So yeah, it's it's. It really seems like like they need uh, Shazam and Wonder Woman to hit in order to because uh, they're they're they they don't have their s together in terms of Marvel's Marvel they're banging out one or two a year right and they've got their they've obviously got their plan for the future and whatnot and they're like a stone's throw away from getting the fucking X Men IP right yeah like right. I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of Avengers Endgame we get a fucking mutants tease right like like right. i i feel like we're gonna get a mutants tease like somebody's gonna want like basically they're gonna beat thanos the credits are gonna roll in the end of the movie like we're, we're just gonna be in like a bar somewhere and then somebody's gonna bust a head like bust a glide like a, a beer bottle over someone's head and the guy's not gonna feel it and he's gonna turn around and it and it's gonna go like snicked or you know right and then the wolverine yeah. claws are gonna come out and we're all just gonna freak the fuck out mike <laughs> yeah or his like skin's gonna go covered in metal and it's gonna be colossus or something like something, that right? yeah. or yeah or like we'll get a professor x tease or something there'll be like a bald guy in a wheelchair and we'll all we're, when we're all just gonna freak out <laughs> this is the point right yeah um, but yeah, it's it's weird to see where this this DCEU is going to go cuz 
I mean, they, they did uh, Wonder Woman. A lot of people right, liked. I really liked Wonder Woman, although that movie fucking falls apart at the end of the third act, I would say. And uh, I still I, like say is much stronger. I, I liked it a lot more than Aquaman. I think they tell a stronger story in Wonder Woman. That's for sure. That that's for sure. It's not very paint by numbers, but uh, I, I think we go into a universe that they can then like, I, I think James Wan did a very good job in this of, of like kind of basically teeing up what could be this kind of underwater Aquaman verse. Right. And now that's like, Hey, here's, we've established, here's all the rules of our underwater kind of verse, which by the way, as a side note are fucking ridiculous. What goddamn, like you have this um, amazingly advanced society and they have the worst bureaucratic system that I've ever (laughs) even heard of. Like could not function in the real world. You have to, you literally have to make this stuff up. Because, I mean, what was it? Like, the whole point of the movie is that they're trying to get, you know, a majority of the seven kingdoms to vote, but what? One of them's dead, and another yeah. one lives in a trench, never answers their phone calls. <laughs> and it's like, see, it's like, but they still count? Yeah. Like, How does that work? <laughs> this is so stupid. Like, this is so stupid and not stupid from, like, a movie standpoint, but how does this world exist? <laughs> but in your well, in 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 the defense of that movie, you basically um, outlined Patrick Wilson's whole motivation in this movie, right? Where he's kind of yeah. going around going, "This is very stupid. We need to clean <laughs> yeah. this up, right?" And, yeah, that's I, half right? the movie is voting for his character. By hook or by crook, I'm gonna do it. God damn it, right? Like if I well, gotta if fight you... the crab people, we're gonna get, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna stop this shit. Was basically Dude's called it. Brian King. Nobody's yeah. gonna miss him. I'm just gonna get rid of him. <laughs> And it's like the friggin' um, I felt like it was almost, almost a, uh, you know, a parable for the ridiculous um, political situation in the states because of this, how awful the two-party system is. Yeah. I mean, who are you gonna vote for? The drunk, you know, dumbass, or the warmonger? Yeah. <laughs> Throw your vote away. Third party. Throw your vote away. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I like overall, I thought it was just a stupid fun movie. I like Jay. I'm just completely on board for Jason Momoa. I thought it was an excellent, I honestly thought this was like as, as lame and cheesy as some of the dialogue was throughout the film. I thought it was a very good love letter to these characters, which, you know, haven't got the best rub over the last like 30 years. Right. And uh, you know Aquaman, I thought I thought they gave him some real cool moments. Queen Mira got to be awesome. They got uh, um, Black Manta look cool. Ocean Master got to look cool, and it's just it was just it was one of those things where it's like, man, you never really could have predicted a good Aquaman movie. Like remember, like think back to when um, apparently there were like remember an Entourage where there was like this fictional version of of Aquaman where James Cameron directed it, right? And it was just like, yeah, and, and this is all like well before the, uh, you know, Chris, uh, Chris Nolan started doing Batman movies, and then Kevin Feige and John Favreau were like, what if we start doing an, an Iron Man movie and then build a universe, right? Like, like we're we're light years away from that thing and from that from from what we have now, and it was just like, you know, James Cameron Aquaman, where you know, like we saw that on on Entourage, and 
you know, the comic book fans uh, who watched Entourage like myself were just kind of like, we just kind of rolled our eyes and like, yeah, that'll be the fucking day where James Cameron gets, <laughs> James Cameron gets like $200 million to go make a fucking Aquaman movie. Give me a friggin' break, right? And then here we are, we got an Aquaman movie and it wasn't half bad, right? Like, I mean, sure it was spotty, but like it was... It was a lot of fucking fun. Like, I would see this movie again, right? Like, I walked out of that movie going, I'll see that again. Whereas, when I walked out of uh, Batman Superman, I was like, I'll never fucking watch that movie again as long as I live, right? And uh, haven't and, and and never will. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, any any other... Anything else you want to potentially get off your chest as far as Jason Momoa's The Aquaman? Uh, no, I think, I think I said everything that, mm. yeah... Um. Yeah. No, I think I covered everything. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think I think I got everything. I mean, uh, we 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 brought up uh, the Julie Andrews thing. We 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 discussed Nicole Kidman. We got a lot of. What was your favorite sequence in this movie? Because I I expressed that mine was the Sicily sequence. Um. Probably either that or the uh, just the the jumping off the boat and swimming into the trench. Yeah. Not so much once they got into the trench, because then it just became a this weird like bugs on a dashboard thing. Yeah. But when they're going down and trying to avoid them and stuff, it was that I thought that was actually really yeah. Awesome. And and the the fight sequence on the boats with them like it, it was very like uh, Night of the Living Night of the Living Dead like the original yeah, yeah. except on a boat. It was like Night of the Living Dead on a boat, and I'm like this is kind of <laughs> cool, right? Like they're yeah. like zombie fish creatures coming at you. I'm like they're so much scarier than regular zombies, right? And, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. I, re- I really enjoyed that. Um, overall grade from Mike Leapock for, uh, I'd give it like a C minus. Okay. Like, I know I'm going to be lower than you, like C minus D plus era. Like it just, it just didn't click with me in a lot of ways. Oh. There was some good stuff in it and I know it was, I know what it was trying to do and I, you know, I, you know, I didn't enjoy it so much. Like, obviously, I enjoyed parts of it. But, you know, it made a billion dollars. So what the fuck do I know? Yeah. You are a harsh, harsh man, Mike Leapock, I gotta say. I, I think I'm, I, I think I'm, like, B minus. I think, so I'm, like, a little bit higher than you, but not, like... You're a full letter grade higher than me. Yeah, I'm a full, I'm a full letter grade, but also, like... You know, do you think I'm completely out of line with a B minus? Like, if I said A minus, that's just out of line. Right? Yeah, if you said A minus, you'd be like, this pause going on for a little bit longer. We're gonna talk. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you'd be like, we we should get out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, like no, like I, yeah, I don't think I'm out of line with a B minus for 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 an Aquaman movie. Which, the fact that it's it's a B minus Aquaman movie is is. God, that's that's just that's a miracle, that's, right? It's still so bizarre to me. Like I realize it's been going on for over a decade now with the really good movies, but going back even further if you want to take it back to like The Dark Knight or not The Dark Knight, but uh Batman Begins, like if you want to go all the way back to 05. But uh 2008 was really the the year that everybody points at cuz that was when The Dark Knight uh came out and uh Iron Man debuted in the the so that's that's kind of what kickstarted this whole like Hey, comic book movies don't have to be extremely shitty anymore, right? Yeah. And um, but yeah, it's I'm still just like I'm still just like completely blown away that we got an Aquaman movie that just wasn't like a fucking embarrassment, you know? Like it, like I I don't think it was an embarrassment by any stretch of the imagination. And like I said, I gave it a B minus. It's not the greatest movie of all time. Like you wouldn't sit somebody down and go. 
like if someone told you they never saw Aquaman, right? It's not like it's fucking Goodfellas or something like that, where you're like, you never fucking saw Aquaman, right? Like you, you gotta yeah. see it. We gotta stop everything we're doing right now and watch it, right? Like, like you're, you're never gonna do that. But you go to somebody and you go, this is a good flick. You should definitely check it out, right? Like it's it's yeah, it's it's not fucking Goodfellas or The Godfather or anything, but it's 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 a nice little popcorn. Film. Now here's the big question I have for you, Mike Leapock, mm. because you were on our Venom podcast. Did you like Aquaman more or less than Venom? Uh, I think I liked it less than Venom. Oh, really? Wow, yes. that's high praise for Venom, and I'm okay with that because I. And but like Merge, like I also thought Venom was a bad movie. Yeah. Um, I was very vocal about that. Yeah. I I don't think Venom is good either, but it was fun. But it was more. It clicked more with me, okay. and I'm more a fan of the IP. So right. I like I'll you know be the first to admit it. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Like everyone else, I'm going to enjoy the stuff I'm more familiar with and that I, I like more going in. And so I I thought, like, I enjoyed Venom more. If you really want to say which is the better movie, it's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I realize, I'm, I realize I'm, I'm stretching the boundaries of the word better there when I ask that question. But, uh, <laughs> like, um, yeah, I really, I really, uh, I, I think I like Aquaman better. I think I go, I think I go the other way. But I mean, I, I still like. That's it. fine. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fault anyone for saying one is better than the other. Yeah, I, I still liked, I still liked, I still liked Venom because like these two movies, like I realized that um, Aquaman is supposed to be part of like the DCEU, and aside from a couple of times that Amber Heard mentioned had those like throwaway lines where it's like, hey, remember the time you were in that other the, that other movie, right? Like, like when they they they, they throwaway lines, it, it never felt like this movie needed to be part of like a bigger universe right like at no point where you're like he should call batman i think or anything like that in the movie right or like which i liked and that's kind of why i liked venom too because it was just like i can just sit back and watch this and i don't have to worry about it being part of like any kind of you know bigger everyone else should be there kind of thing yeah exactly everyone else should be there but the world's in peril is it yeah (laughs) right like nah i think the underwater guy can handle it um yeah, I, it'd be minus for me. I, I like Aquaman. I like where this is going, and I'm I'm really excited. What next up? I believe is the Captain Marvel movie. I believe we get back to back Captain Marvel movies because we get uh, Captain Marvel. We get uh, we get Marvel's Captain Marvel, and then we get DC's Captain Marvel in Shazam. And uh, yeah, and I'm excited for both of those. Captain Marvel, I think, is going to be a uh, delight because that movie takes place in the '90s, and '90s are are the uh, that that seems to be the big throwback that everybody's trying to. Uh, everybody's getting really nostalgic for the '90s these days. I don't know if you've noticed it, Mike Leapock, but there's a lot of TV shows and movies and stuff that they're like getting set back, set in the '90s, and it's like, let's go back to dial-up internet and blockbuster, yeah. two ass pants, baby, <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm re- I'm ready for uh, for Captain Marvel, uh, Aquaman decent in the eyes of the crossover podcast basically like go see it it, Why it is not? honestly the the one word i would use to describe it is cromulent cromulent it's a perfectly cromulent word <laughs> it's a perfectly cromulent movie yeah. it is what it is yeah it is there yeah. it is present it has a beginning middle and end yeah i feel and like I, I feel like if you watch it a second time leapock you're gonna come around on this i really do i i think you're i, I think you're and I'm like fair. The criticisms are all fair. Like I, I agree with you most part. Like it's not. There was there was some start like parts during the beginning where I was like, 
like you know during that opening really really crappy exposition part where i was like oh my god yeah, how far I am i into this movie and then i, I looked at my watch and i'm like 20 that. minutes oh my god yeah i can't some of the like i i that was the thing i bagged on i think the hardest was that opening sequence on the on the sub which rightfully so i think i that honestly doesn't think really need to be two and a half hours long but that's i agree all dc yeah. movies are apparently now which yeah which i think i agree that that would be one of my bigger criticisms is that it, i don't think there's any reason for this movie to have been two and a half hours you could probably cut off one of the parts of the of the the greek fable right where it's like hey i found this thing now i gotta go here oh now i gotta solve this puzzle and go here blah 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 um still Never felt like I was looking down going like, when the fuck is this over, right? When I when I sat there. Um, but yeah. I just think the two and a half hour runtime is going to kill it from us ever doing. Because it'd be a great movie to do a commentary track to on this podcast. But uh, I, I don't know if two and a half hour runtime is going to allot for that. Um, yeah, crazy. Anyway, uh, crossover podcast. Uh, thumbs kind of pointing up for Aquaman, I guess. Like, not pointing up to sideways for, for Aquaman, I think. Uh, I think when we do the uh, good, the bad, and the meh for this generations of comeback movies, yeah. it probably sit at a meh. <laughs> meh leading towards a meh plus? That, yeah, yeah. That, that seems about right. Which makes sense that you gave it a C minus and I gave it a B minus, right? It's right in that kind of range, but... Holy fuck, did this movie make a lot... And so did Venom, too. Venom made a buttload of money, too. Yeah. God, so weird. Um, I guess people are just on board for these fucking comic book movies, because god damn it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Uh, five stars only, though. And as always, please download, but you don't necessarily have to listen to the crossover podcast. Uh, we will be back later on in this week. Craig and Bill will be back. We're going to discuss what happened in uh, Wild Card Weekend, and we're going to look ahead and bet on some of the divisional games that are happening this weekend. So uh, we're, we're doing a double dip this week, as, as we tend to do. As far as the comic book stuff goes i would really like to talk about titans so i'm gonna press you guys because titans is actually gonna hit um i think it hits netflix on friday miller yeah the first season of titans so i think i'm gonna press you guys to plow through uh plow through titans i'm about four episodes deep it's it's a it's only 10 episodes i think and it's like 10 like 45 to one hour episodes so we we can all like kind of bang it out over a weekend and then we'll come back on this podcast and talk about because like we're four episodes in, and I've already got some opinions, Lee Pockets, <laughs> about the Titans. So I would, I would, I would really like to, to, to get some of those. So we'll probably be next comic book thing we talk about will likely be Titans. I want, I want to get Titans in before we do uh, Captain Marvel. And uh, yeah, we're, we're sports wise, well, we still got like three, four more weeks of football. So uh, we'll be doing that. Uh, Mike Lee Pock, as always, uh, it's a pleasure doing this with you. Big shoots. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, take care, everybody, and have a good one. Awesome.